0: Help me to make Kip your favorite Friday podcast. Now, let's get started. Welcome, welcome, Kingdom Influencing Nation. Welcome back. We've been in a series entitled Get Your Head On Straight. Uh, You've been listening to uh, part one and two of the Royal Priesthood and the Kingdom of Priests. And. Today I want to talk about God and wealth. Uh, I think I left you hanging, so I'm going to talk about God and wealth. And since we have so much to cover, let's get right down to it. Uh, let's revisit uh, my definition of wealth. Let's revisit that and and then move forward. And, but I want to make a statement today that, that wealth begins with God. Wealth begins with God. We have the five Uh, stages of wealth uh, spiritual wealth your relationship with god communal wealth communal wealth your relationship with people mental and emotional wealth of course that's your mental and emotional health your physical wealth and how you take care of your body and then of course your financial wealth how you deal with the governance of the things that god have given you possession over how you deal with stewardship and stewardship is everything that God has given you possession over. Remember the earth is the Lord's the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell the therein. So then everything belongs to God. So essentially this is a lesson on stewardship, but I've been referring to it as the five stages of kingdom wealth. The five stages of kingdom wealth. Alright? So again, spiritual wealth, communal wealth, mental emotional wealth, physical wealth, and financial wealth. Alright? So let me give you a definition of wealth, my definition of wealth. I gave this to you uh, last week, I believe. Wealth is a proactive mindset. It's a way of thinking that establishes a framework and a strategy for every facet of your life, including your spirituality, your common community, your mental and emotional, physical and financial wealth, which we've talked about. Wealth then is a creation of a sustainable mindset that is transferred from generation to generation to ensure legacy. So when we talk about wealth, we're not talking about being rich for a day, or being rich for a year, or just you being rich. Uh, Wealth. When we talk about wealth, it is inclusive of the people that are connected to you. Wealth is something that needs to be distributed. And we'll talk about that's a whole nother uh, lesson. Uh, But let's talk about this. When I think about wealth, I think about creating a legacy. All right. So then divine legacy, the sustainable gift of God that is passed down from generation to generation, where God is the center focus of our lives, hence creating a model for generational wealth. Okay, creating a model for generational wealth. So then let's look slowly, and there's so much to cover, but let's look at at Deuteronomy. Because I think I'd do you a disservice if I didn't read this to you and kind of let you understand the essence of God. Uh, and, And yes, it is about the salvation of our souls. No doubt about it. But after we get saved, we also have to live in this world. All right? So God gives us some tools. He gives us a blueprint on how to live in this world. So let's look at his dealings with the children of Israel uh, during the time and after the time. Really, this is after the time they got out of Egypt. All right, here's uh, um, a word that he gave them. Every commandment, reading for, again from Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting at verse 1. Every commandment which I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply And go in and possess the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. I I hear real estate acquisition in that statement. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble and test you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Here I hear again, spiritual relationship. When you go through things, do we remember God or do we dismiss God when we go through things? When we acquire things, do we remember God or do you dismiss God when you begin to acquire things? It's all about keeping the covenant in your heart. Remember, you're a priest. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know that he might make you know that man should not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Again, established relationship. What God speaks, that's what we live by. That's why the Bible is so significant in our lives, and it will never be an irrelevant document. Your garments did not wear out on you nor did your foot swell these 40 years and God is of course reminding Israel about their journey and how he blessed them you should know in your heart that a man that as a man chastises his son so the Lord your God chastises you therefore you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him again respect him fear the old testament respect God For the Lord your God is bringing you into the good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey. Let's look at, again, the acquisition of real estate and then a list of commodities that are attached to that real estate. Hmm? A land in which you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing, a land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper again uh, precious precious metals iron copper right commodities when you have eaten and are full then you shall bless the lord your god for the good lamb which he has given you in other words when we get what it is that god has in store for us we must always keep god first remember that it was god who gave it to us and remember to bless god all right Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply and your silver and your gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied. Watch this. Here's where we cross the line. When your heart is lifted up. And you forget the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage or out of the projects or out of your despair or out of your demise or out of your depression or out of your divorce or whatever it is that God has brought us out of. God has brought all of us out of something. He's bringing all of us through something, but he's trying to take it somewhere. But when we get to where God wants us to be. He does not want us to forget it was He that delivered us. So watch this, verse fifteen: Who led you through the great and terrible wilderness, in which you were, in which were fiery serpents and scorpions and thirsty land, where there was no water? Who brought water for you out of the flinty rock? Who led you in the wilderness or fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that He might humble you? And that he might test you to do you good in the end. Then say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Don't ever say that. Because if you're blessed today, you're not blessed because of you. You're blessed today because of God. All right. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is to stay. So then wealth has a lot to do with communal wealth because it wasn't about one individual, it was about a community of believers who then were called by God to walk out their salvation in fear and trembling, but as kingdom priests, but not only to be that, uh, uh, that priest, that royal priesthood but also to walk in the blessings of being a priest. All right. So then watch this. Then it shall be, if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish as nations, which the Lord destroys before you. So you shall perish because you would not be obedient to the voice of the Lord your God. So there it is in a nutshell. Our relationship with God is critical to the sustainability of our wealth. Our relationship with God is critical to our livelihood. The word of God is critical to our sustenance. We need God. All right. We need to come to that revelation right now or come to that impartation or whatever you like to call it. But we need God. All right. All right. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. But, but it is God who gives us the ability to get wealth, all right? But we don't want to come to God because we want wealth. We want to come to God because we love him and then let the wealth be a result of our love for God. So when our minds are, are in good health when our uh, uh, emotions are healthy, when our body is physically healthy, when we're financially healthy, We have to know that it is the Lord that is blessing our lifestyles. Amen. All right. So watch this. Watch this. Being wealthy is not only having money to meet your needs, but it is being able to afford not to work if you don't have to. Is it about amassing assets and making your money work for you? In other words, it's having a significant network. Now this net worth, that comes from clevergirlfinance.com, which I would uh, tell some of you to go and, and become a part of because it will help you on your journey to build uh, financial wealth, all right? Wealth is the abundance of valuable financial assets or physical possessions that, became, that can be converted into a form that can be used for transactions. This includes the core meaning as held in the originating old English word wheel, which is from an Indo European word stem. All right. And this is coming from uh, Wikipedia, but the basic definition you want to get is wealth is the abundance of valuable financial assets or physical possessions, which can be converted into a form that can be used for transactions. So it can be an ETF, uh, an exchange traded funds. It can be Forex foreign exchange. It can be dividends. It can be options. It can be futures. It can be uh, cryptocurrency. There's so many different ways, stocks, bonds, uh, mutual funds. Uh, There's just so many different ways to invest in. You need to familiarize yourself with investing, but we also need to divest from spending so much money. We need to learn how to save. All right. So we may not look the best, we may not have all of everything we want, but we need to get to a place where our incomes, notice I said incomes, exceed our debt. As a matter of fact, we want to cancel our debt, we want to owe no man nothing but love, and we want to pursue the things of God, okay? We want to pursue the things of God, so we want to pursue the will of God for our life. But while we're pursuing the will of God for our life, we also need to understand that God gives us the ability to get wealth. God gives us the ability to also get health. God gives us the ability to develop relationships because the crux of Christianity is about developing relationships. And I'm going to spend uh, a little time on that. I'm going to give myself a few more minutes to distinguishing the difference between wealthy versus rich because you're rich for a moment, but you're wealthy for a lifetime. All right. Let me, let me talk about rich, Oxford de- definition of rich. The definition of rich, having great deal of money or having a great deal of money or assets, wealthy. Now, Clever Girl Finance goes on to say, being rich is simply having a lot of money or income. It comes down to how much cash you have in your bank account. But just because you're rich doesn't mean you are wealthy. In fact, being rich can often mean that you are spending a lot of money it can also mean that you have a lot of debt. Okay. So here's my definition of rich. Rich is having an abundance of disposable income without the mentality of future sustainability. So you don't think about your future. You don't think about other people. You don't think about your legacy and the creation of generational wealth. let me read that again. Rich, is having an abundance of disposable income without the mentality of future sustainability and the creation of generational wealth. All right, here's what I read from uh, Dr. Robert Kiyosaki. This is in an article called The Passive ND. It's about a medical doctor who has several passive incomes and he talks about the difference between being rich versus wealthy. And I think I'm gonna leave you on these points here and then I want to transition a little bit, okay? So, here we go. Uh, it is the same, is it rich and wealthy the same thing? Well, according to Robert Kiyosaki, there's a difference between the two. The rich have lots of money, but the wealthy don't worry about money. When you're wealthy, you don't worry about money, all right? As doctors, and of course there's, this is coming from them being doctors, um, we most likely fall into this first category. We may be rich in the sense that our salaries are in higher income range, however, because of our expenses, house cars, student loan debts, private school, tuition, practice, overhead, etc. And sometimes poor decisions, we have a tough time accumulating any real wealth. We are also handicapped by the fact that we start along this financial journey relatively later in life. Being wealthy, wealthy, ultimately has more to do with financial freedom. It means you're not living paycheck to paycheck. It means you've either saved enough and that you don't need to work every day to sustain your lifestyle, or you built up enough residual passive income sources that you're getting paid in your sleep. And those are uh, admirable goals that we all need to work towards, all right? Here, let's close out with this definition here. I just want to know that I can give up some or all work whenever I like to and spend that time with my family without any financial financial pressure. I remember reading somewhere that wealth is measured in time, not dollars. So the ability to be free, all right? To deal with your family, to serve your family, to love your family, to spend time in your community, helping people. To be a blessing to other people, that's when you know that you're wealthy because you do not have to work to keep your income or to keep money or finances flowing through your life. All right? All right. So we're going to uh, take a couple seconds and, and just think about this. I'm going to uh, transition again because I really, really want to talk about a section of wealth and and I I've talked a little bit about spiritual wealth I think I've talked a lot about that because we talked about the priesthood but I want to talk about communal wealth and I I want us to get an understanding of that because the first uh, I believe first four or five commandments in the Bible and ten commandments deal with our relationship with God and then the next set of commandments deal with our relationship with people and so the commandments are about two things, relationship with God and relationship with people. Communal wealth. And I was talking to someone one day and they were saying that uh, they just tolerate people. They don't like people. And, and I want to respond to that in such a way that we all begin to understand people and, and, and who we are. Because sometimes in order to love people the way God wants us to love people, we need to clearly understand that the mandate of love surpasses the tolerance levels of men. It surpasses our, uh, remember this, inherent uh, thoughts about men, uh, you know, our inherent biases. We can't have all of these biases and stereotypes built into our heart, because when we have these biases and stereotypes built into our hearts, then we tend not to love people the way God intended for us to love them. So uh, we need to get beyond ourselves. All right. Uh, Because true kingdom is not about you. So let me ask you a question. What does self have to do with God? Now we're talking about communal wealth. We take everything personal and oftentimes it's not personal. So we'll say things like people get on my nerves. But here's the antithesis of that. We get on the nerves of other people. We'll say things like I tolerate people. But we need to understand that there are people out there that tolerate us. People make me sick. Well, you make others sick. People are extra. And well, you're extra too. So self is tied to the flesh, uh, but we need it to be overwhelmed by the spirit of God. And sometimes we'll say other stuff. So just crazy stuff. People are mean. Well, you know, we can be mean as well. So here's some thoughts that we put together. Uh, One of my spiritual sons and I, we were talking and we put this together to get a better understanding of people and what we're dealing with on a daily basis. All right. So people are or we are suffering from traumatic childhood experiences. So some of the things that you're taking personally has nothing to do with you, all right? People are caught in the vice grip of greed. People are in need of God and do not recognize it. People are trying to raise children by themselves. People are in a dangerous or live in a dangerous society. So they're stuck in a social construct that they feel like they can't get out. People are impatient and have no understanding of postponed gratification. People are sad and depressed. People are selfish by nature. People are going through because of toxic relationships. People are dependent upon other people who don't really care about them. People lash out or project on people who care about them the most. So sometimes people are coming at you that you really, really love. But the reason... They're coming at you is because you actually really love them and they feel like you can handle it. People are misinformed about the word of God and not properly educated about who he is. People are broken, hurting, disappointed, battling private crises or secret illness or private illnesses. People are angry, disenfranchised. That means to be deprived of a right or a privilege. People demonstrate uh, fake or facades of happiness. People are lonely. People are racist. People are bigots. All right. What is a bigot? Someone who's obstinate, unreasonable attachment to a belief, opinion or faction in particular prejudice against a person or people. We talked about that. Those different types of biases. All right. Uh, People are afraid of the unknown. People are in survival mode, fight or fright. People are ignorant. And ignorant does not mean dumb or stupid. Ignorant means that people just don't know. People are biblically illiterate. People have language barriers. People are culturally insensitive to the needs of others. All of these variations. And there are hundreds of other variations that if we're going to Walk in the way that Christ intended for us to walk. If we're going to operate in communal wealth, communal wealth, we're going to have to develop a love for people that goes beyond our own selfish love, our own selfish will, and our own selfish ways. All right. So communal wealth, developing the love for people. Go down the list yourself. Ask yourself, are you really putting forth? Are you letting your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father uh, who is in heaven? Are, are we doing that? Are we reaching out to people with the love of Jesus Christ? Are we smiling? Are we nice? Are we approachable? Uh, you know, what kind of people are we? Are we two-faced? Are we trustworthy? Who are we? And when we begin to get those things together, we can begin to understand that Christ that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish but that all should have everlasting life. So I would that none should perish but that all should have everlasting life. This is the will of the Father that we go and make disciples of all nations and you cannot make disciples of all nations. You cannot develop communal wealth until you learn to love the people that you see every day. How can we love God whom we can't see and then don't love the people that we see every day? That's the polemical question for us. Well, you've just heard another segment of the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I'm your host, Derek L. Calhoun. We've been talking about God and wealth. Uh, we just finished a segment that crossed over spiritual, financial. And communal wealth I hope you've got a better understanding Of the types of things that we need to do And the types of things we need to pursue Again, I want to thank everyone Who is helping to get the word out About KIP K-I-P, hashtag K-I-P The Kingdom Influencing Podcast You're sharing this with your friends Your colleagues, your neighbors You're posting for me on a regular basis When you see my posts, your posting I appreciate it I thank you, I love you And I pray that the grace of God shines upon all of your lives. Until next week, God bless.